Are you ready for the next episode? I mean, no, really, tell me, are you ready for the next episode? My heavens. I don't think you are, because yesterday I recorded a podcast, and then I posted it at 4 o'clock this morning, and less than, oh, what the heck is it, less than, oh, geez, three hours later, here I am, recording another one. But keep in mind that uh, the two podcasts that I've done are, you know, 18 hours apart or so. So I can do that, right? Because it's my my channel. It's my podcast. It's the Poultry Homestead Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I sure appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Looking into the future of our birds here, and I uh, actually got to scroll through a couple websites uh, because I, I keep an eye on this shit, you know, like our meat bird situation that we have coming up in the next uh, couple months here, and how we are going to accommodate our property and looking at availability for our meat birds. And you guys may be doing the same thing. But um, it, if you get on the big timers' websites, the meat bird availability is, isn't looking like readily available. You're really going to have to kind of go a ways out, which is fine. I mean, I don't know if, if you, like last year when we ordered our meat birds, we did it in September. So, and that was actually, in butchering them, when there's no flies and it's not hotter than hell outside and we actually ended up butchering our meat birds I think it was in the second or third week of November or was it what I don't remember I don't know but it was good and cold out that day it was like 33 or 34 degrees and when you're butchering in a refrigerated environment um, it's awesome because your chickens already cooling Uh, The only problem that you have is that tipping point of freezing and not freezing. And your hands can get cold, but you know what? If my hands got cold, I warmed them up, you know? I actually took a little, I think it was a coffee break, like a 20-minute break when I did my butchering last year, and, and it was great. But right now we're not talking about butchering. Right now we're talking about a couple of different things, like um, what we're going to be feeding our chicks going forward and the availability for these meat birds and how I finish mine out um, we're going to have quite a quantity this year because I'm using the buddy system and I'm going to go around and ask all my buddies hey how many freaking meat birds you want this year you know and I mean a lot of people don't do it at the quantity that most of us homesteaders do it they'll do like five or ten or six or you know if you get a really aggressive person they'll do like 15 or 20 which is not a lot you know I mean you have to sit down and think how many times am I going to have chicken dinner this year and you know I mean once a week that's 52 chickens Uh, but you got to include your holiday weeks in there and weeks that you're on vacation and all that so you might knock her down a few and you might do like you know 
you know, like a family of three like us, you know, I mean, if we have chicken dinner once a week, because when we do chicken dinner, this chicken dinner isn't just one time deal. We actually throw it in the crock pot, let it get the stock out of it and make broth out of it. And I mean, it is a whole week long process. And then my wife will make shepherd's pie later in the week. And I don't know if you've ever had fresh broth or stock in your shepherd's pie. But when my wife makes a shepherd's pie, and yes, we are Irish and St. Patrick's Day is coming up. When we make a shepherd's pie, it'll blow your frickin' underwear off. It is totally, totally awesome. And our chicken dinners are top notch. Like the finest chicken you have ever had. And our shepherd's pie is the best that my wife could ever make. And same with her lasagna. Now I may be making you hungry right now with all this, but and, and I know I'm taking a little bunny trail here, but for you to supply your own food and really string it out throughout a few days and make your meal into something. See, there's only three of us, so we're not gonna eat a whole chicken. And so, She'll make chicken noodle soup out of it. Or, you know, the broth and stock she'll make shepherd's pie out of. Or another thing that we did here a couple days ago is we made chicken tacos. You know, that was really good. Um, it has been a long time since I've had a chicken taco and I forgot how good those are. And I'll be honest with you, I think the chicken tacos that my wife and I made the other night. And I think, did we do it last night? No, last night we made beef tacos. See, you don't have the same thing in a row if you use the same animal, right? So anyway, um, we made chicken tacos the other night, and it was abs. They were, I mean, it knocked my underwear off. It was awesome. So keep that in mind. I mean, you can really stretch your meals, you know, kind of like you do on Thanksgiving with the turkey. You never throw the turkey away. Some people freeze it. Some people put it on a sandwich with some mayonnaise and just enjoy that, a cold cut. Uh, some people chop it up really fine and make like a cheesy turkey dinner thingy-majigger. That's really good, but not good for you, but it's really good. And during holidays, are you really looking out as to what's good for you anyway? But okay, here, back on track. What are we going to be feeding our egg layers and our meat birds going forward? Now everybody thinks I'm batshit crazy for doing this, but when I use Chick Starter, I literally only feed that for like five weeks. Then I go straight into the pellets. You know why? Because uh, I'm not a fan of crumble at all. I like pellets because pellets waste less. A pellet falls on the ground, a chicken eats it, and it doesn't soak into the dirt. Um, there's times when, 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 when we're feeding our, our crumble, you know, the chicks got that shit flying everywhere. I mean, even right now, yesterday when I went in there, there's more chick starter crumble on the floor of our brooder than there is anything. I mean, I think they put more on the floor than they ate. And I hate shit like that. Do you, do you hate wasting feed? 
I made uh, waste-free quail feeders a couple years ago. I kind of wish I could do that for chickens too. I might actually do that. But for chicks, you can't do that. I mean, you gotta let them, you gotta let them get readily accessed at food and you just gotta let them eat, you know, whether it be off the ground or out of the feeder, you gotta let them eat. So at first, I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, so for the first five weeks, yeah, I'll feed these chicks chick starter, but as they grow and they're five weeks old, they get pretty big, you know, these pullets and, you know, the roosters and whatever. And then I go straight to egg layer feed. They can knock it down. They, they can stomach that shit. So I go straight to egg layer feed. A lot of people and the manufacturers of feed will tell you um, to feed chick starter until they lay their first egg. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but chick starter is actually several dollars more for a 50 pound bag than the egg layer feed is. And yeah, it's got a higher protein in it, and that's why it's more expensive for the most part. But you're really shorting yourself by giving them a hell of a lot of protein as they grow. When they, they don't need that much protein. It's not like you want your chickens fattened up for the summer. And you're always doing this in the spring anyways. And trust me, if they need more protein, they'll just eat more food. So that is why we started going to the layer pellets after five weeks. Because we're getting the same result as everybody else. And if they need more protein, they just eat more food. You know what I mean? And in the end, we actually save a lot of money and we have a hell of a lot less waste. You know, because of our feeding style. Now, lately we've had a lot of not really wasted chicken feed, but chicken feed getting stolen from the chickens because we have a flock of sparrows that's like 200 that stick around and they love chicken feed. And the pigs get let into the chicken pen on nice days to scratch around and fart around and lounge around and eat, you know, and kind of root around and whatever. So the pigs decided that they like knocking over chicken feeders and eating the layer pellets. I guess we're fine with that because we love our pigs and the chickens. They'll eat the feed, whether it's on the ground, in the pail, in the feeder, or whatever. There's sometimes I don't even fill the feeder because the chickens put so damn much feed on the ground. So I just don't fill it. I'm like, tough shit, you guys. You get to eat off the ground today. You know, and you gotta, you know, you guys gotta keep an eye on it too, but. Uh, and as far as our meat birds go, what we do is we use chick starter at first, and then after about, gosh, what is it? It's about halfway through their life. So it's in the five to six week range, just like our layers, we let them start eating layer pellets too. I mean, if you really want them to grow, 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 grow fast, you can keep feeding them chick starter, but they waste just as much feed as everybody else. Excuse me, there I needed a drink of coffee. But anyway, um, we actually had really good meat birds doing this. And another thing that I have not told you that we implement into our, um, our feeding system 
when it is above freezing, we feed raw milk to all our meat birds. Now this feeding of the raw milk to all the meat birds is like this revolutionary thing to us. We just could not believe how good our meat birds looked when they were drinking raw milk from our cow buttercup. And we absolutely could not believe how well they grew. So with this layer pellet and raw milk, and it takes a while. I mean, I put raw milk into the chick pen the other day and they looked at it like, what the hell is that? And they walked through it and they would not drink it. So they, they just, which tells me, they're just not old enough to be drinking out of a raw milk dish whatsoever. I'm gonna have to wait a few weeks for that. So look at it, experiment a little, and look at what you're feeding. I mean, it's important what you feed your chickens. Um, this year, we are going to do kind of a new thing where we actually make our birds scratch up feed. We're not gonna give them much for pellets, especially our egg layers. And our egg layers are going to be, we're, we're going to differentiate the fence on our cow pen and make it in such a way that we can contain the birds in the cow pen. Okay? And the reason that is, is because we feed corn, cracked corn, to the cows. Alright? Which is awesome, but they pass a lot of that when they defecate and they go poop. So, the chickens will be let into the cow pen on a daily basis. We're going to make like a little doggy door that goes from the chicken pen into the cow pen. Okay? And in doing that, the chickens are going to be able to go into the cow pen, which is huge, and they're going to be farting around in the hay and picking out the bugs, and they're going to be picking through all the cow patties and scratching through the cow pen and kicking up all the dirt and manure and everything and they're going to be eating the cracked corn that the cows have passed and they're going to use a lot of energy doing that. Um, that's what I want my birds doing. I want my birds eating in the grass. I want my birds eating in the cow pen. I want them scratching through the dirt. I want them to be all over the yard and now this will really, really expand our chicken run and our operation. And um, you know what? Our egg layers will have it none better than they have it now. So I'm really excited about this and I'm really uh, just kind of teetering on the idea of actually this summer, once it gets nice, maybe not buying much feed. Maybe only giving them like a 50 pound bag every two weeks. You know what I mean? Or just having one chicken feeder in a way far off corner location and they can just kick and scratch and basically get most of their food from what the cow passes and what they find out and about in the cow pen. You know, because we're putting round bales in there, there's gonna be little bugs out there in the summer. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to get an awful lot of feed that way. And I'm curious to see what that does to our egg production as well. There's a lot of people that do not buy chicken feed for their chickens. 
and they get a lot of uh, compost and stuff um, delivered to their place and they basically get uh, hundreds and hundreds of eggs. They have a, just a huge amount of chickens. So I'm curious to see that too. Uh, along with our summer hatching regimen, which will be all El Natural this year. So I'm excited about all this. I'm really excited about all this. But, at any rate, thank you for tuning in today. I sure appreciate it. My heavens. I mean, the weather next week is going to be in the mid-40s for a high. There's nobody more excited than I am. It looks like it's going to be cloudy the whole time. But who gives a shit? I mean, I'm just so excited that we're going to have nice weather. Uh, my wife has definitely uh, been a lot happier these days now that it's actually above zero. She's actually really a lot happier and in a much better mood about milking her cow. And um, it was a hell of an eye-opener this winter, all this milking and everything that we had to do with the cow to get milking. Um, those of you who are homesteaders and you are thinking about getting a dairy cow, I strongly suggest that you start networking and figuring out how much work it really is. Um, it definitely has not been the death of my wife at all. She's really stepped up to the plate and uh, hit it out of the park. But in the next respect, it was, it was a hell of a winter. And uh, probably one of the coldest I've seen. And it was definitely uh, a hell of an eye-opener. <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way. So thank you for tuning in today. I sure appreciate it. And uh, as far as this feed for the birds goes, hey, you can feed whatever your heart desires. You do absolutely. I, I am just making mere suggestion and telling you what I do as far as the birds go. And yeah, do something great today. Uh, think about your homesteading. Uh, it's kind of nice to get a pen and paper out. Think about how many birds you want this year. Uh, catalogs are out for a long time now, and you uh, can get them in the mail. You can get them from the neighbors. You can hatch your own. However you're going to do it, uh, just hang in there and think about this. It's a hell of a fun thing, all of this, uh, all this poultry homesteadedness, man, let me tell you. And with the pigs and the cow and everything that we're getting. Uh, I'm not going to change the name of the podcast anytime soon. But uh, we're not just poultry anymore, baby. We're giving her. So anyway, thanks again for tuning in. God bless you. And uh, yeah, anyway, have a good one.